listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Now, last episode, I talked about email marketing and I did a little episode where I just sort of talked about the importance of having an email list and prioritizing it. And I hope that kind of lit a fire under you to start an email list if you haven't already or to, you know, keep prioritizing it and working on it. Well, this week, I want to talk about how to grow your email list, nurture that you know, group of subscribers that you've worked so hard to get and ultimately how to make money from it. So this is going to be a lot of things to tackle and I'm hoping this episode doesn't turn out too long. So let's get started. I'm going to just keep things as brief and succinct as I can. I'm not going to go into crazy detail. Otherwise we might be here for hours. (laughs) But uh, let's first start off with how to grow your email list. I'm just going to assume that you do have your email list set up. If you don't, just a really quick basics here. We obviously can't be sending emails from our Gmail account. Definitely go ahead and do a bit of research into email service providers if you haven't done so already. I personally actually started off on MailChimp for a little while when I first began, but they have a limit of only 2,000 subscribers that are free. And then after that, it gets really pricey. So I kind of got to that point and I had to transition. I ended up moving over to Flowdesk. So if you're interested, that's who I'm with. I'm with Flowdesk. And mostly because of their really affordable pricing. I'm not a big fan of being punished for the size of my list. Like I work really hard to grow it and I don't really feel like it's very fair when email service providers punish you as your list grows and and just charge you more and more and more. And that's not something that I really feel is right. So I'm quite passionate about that. And I do stay with Flowdesk for its really affordable pricing. I pay about 20 bucks a month US dollars. Now, If you don't like the sound of Flowdesk because it's a bit newer, it might not have some of the features you want, you prefer something like ConvertKit, that's fine. Do what suits you, it's your business. Go ahead and find an email service provider you love. But kind of the three I've mentioned so far are the big ones, MailerLite, ActiveCampaign. I mean, there's a few others, but do your research if you haven't done so already. And I'm just going to assume that you have your email list. So where do you get subscribers from? This is the big question. How do you start growing an email list? Or even if you have a few hundred or a few thousand people already, how do you grow it even more? That is the question we've all been asking. We're always scratching our heads thinking, how can I get more people on my list? And it's probably one of the hardest parts. I really do think it's a challenge. And that's kind of why I said in the last episode, I really believe that you have to have a bit of a foundation first in that maybe something like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, blog, some kind of social media or long form content first, because that way you have somewhere to actually get subscribers from. Because getting email list subscribers is really just a simple formula of you create a freebie or a quiz or something like that, like a lead magnet, and you market it on one of those platforms I just mentioned people give you their email address in return for that freebie. That's kind of like the simple transactional thing that happens with email marketing. And like I said, a little bit impossible to do if you don't have any of those other platforms. So my actual tip for this, if you really want to grow your email list, is you actually almost have to look outside of email marketing for a second and focus on a platform. Now, I don't suggest taking on every single platform under the sun, which many TPT sellers, including myself, are guilty of. I suggest focusing on one. So if you want to start an email list this year 
or your goal is to grow your email list this year, a step in the right direction might be to first pick which platform you are going to prioritize for growing your email list. Maybe that's Instagram, maybe that's Pinterest, whatever. Maybe pick one to throw yourself into because once you grow that one platform, you'll be able to have more audience who you can kind of get onto your email list. If you spread yourself too thin by trying to do everything, you're going to really struggle to develop an audience anywhere that you're going to be able to get onto your email list. So that's actually kind of step one. I do suggest doing that. And like I mentioned, you do need to obviously have that lead magnet or opt-in, whatever you prefer to call it. And high quality is actually really important because if you think about it, an email address is a pretty precious piece of personal information. I don't go handing mine over all the time. So it has to be a pretty dang good freebie or opt-in for me to want to do that. So my suggestion is for you to create a really great one. And if you want to grow your list, you're simply going to have to market it a lot. So you might kind of get sick of talking about it. And that's when you know that you're doing the right thing. When you feel like you're posting about it all the time on social media and you've just made nonstop pins and blog posts about it. And you feel like I'm so sick of talking about this freebie. That's when you know you're actually doing something right because you have to talk about your lead magnet if you want it to be marketed and you want people to get onto your list. Obviously, you're going to need to do stuff like setting up a landing page and things like that. If you're brand new to email marketing, there are a few little things to learn. But once you've set that landing page up and you've got that link, you can really share it everywhere. And I really think pushing your lead magnet within like a blog post or on your website is often a really great idea. Now, that's kind of the basics for anyone who wants to start an email list and is wondering, well, how do I grow it? I do suggest, like I said, picking a platform, doing all those things, creating a great quality lead magnet, something irresistible. And a little extra tip here, you want it to be really specific to your niche. It's very tempting to make any old freebie and it's not that great or it's very broad and generic, but you only want to attract the right people to your list. If you are specializing in upper elementary, you don't want high school teachers on your list. They are not going to buy from you. So you need to make sure that you're really intentional in the freebies that you create. And you might think, well, do I have to make one from scratch? But I think it is good because if it's something that you already offer on TPT, that's not that special. And why would they give you an email address when they can get it for free on TPT? So you want to create something that's very kind of specific and special to your niche outside of TPT. And that is honestly, it sounds like really simple, but I think it's not as complicated as it sounds. People think growing your email list has to be this really intricate thing. But it's actually just very simple and straightforward. It's good quality freebie or good quality lead magnet opt-in, whatever you want to call it, plus consistent marketing of said opt-in on a thriving sort of social platform or long form content equals email list. Like that's kind of the simple formula. And I'm not going to pretend there's anything more intricate to it than that because it really is that. Once you've created a great freebie, once you've prioritized a platform that you've grown and you market that freebie non-stop, that really is the magic formula. There's not anything secret else to it. You just have to put in the work. I think sometimes, I mean, some of you listening will probably know this too. Sometimes there isn't a magic answer, something that, you know, everyone else knows and you don't know. Sometimes it's really logical and easy and deep down you do know how to do it. It's just sometimes you need the push to do it. And that's what I hope with this podcast. You might be listening to this and thinking, I already know what an opt-in is. I already have an opt-in. But I'm in your ear pushing you to make a better one, pushing you to market that opt-in more. You know, if you want to grow your email list, you just got to keep doing that formula and you just got to do it until you're sick of doing it. (laughs) And that's kind of it, really. Now, next up, I want to talk about a few other areas. 
talked about growing the email list. Next up, I want to talk about nurturing said email list. So how often do you need to be emailing them? You know, what kind of stuff do you need to be sending them? What does nurturing look like? How do I go from part A, which is getting the people onto my list, to part C, which is making them buy? Like what's part B? What's the bit in the middle? And this is the bit where you kind of get them to trust you so that they go down that sort of funnel and they want to buy from you. Now, I think that once a week is the perfect number. I really do think that when you email every day, multiple times a day, three or four times a week, like, ugh, it can get quite much. I think it's almost too much. I think people will unsubscribe if you if they feel like you're harassing them. I kind of feel like once a week's the magic number. And I feel like the reason that that's good is because you're in their inbox every week. And if you start pushing it to fortnightly or every three weeks or every month, the bigger the gap in between these emails, the more people forget about you, especially once a month or you do say you're going to email every two or three weeks and then you forget one week and then it starts to get pushed to more than that. I think that weekly is kind of a really great amount, but if you can't manage weekly, every other week would be fine. I just don't want you to kind of completely ghost your subscribers. I don't think that's wise. So frequency and consistency are two different things. Like obviously frequency is how much, you know, sending them an email once a week, whatever. But the actual important bit is consistency. It doesn't really matter whether it's every week every day, every other week, every month. It's about being consistent in the way you show up. You have that schedule, you have that routine. You're not ghosting people. You're not going to build a relationship with people if you send them an email every week and then suddenly you just disappear for three months. So you've got to pick a realistic and achievable goal because I think that inconsistency is not going to help your sales. Now, when it comes to like, okay, you've picked how often you're going to email or how, I mean, what do I actually send these people? Like, this is kind of stressful writing these emails, but there are so many options. And I just think the trick is to really provide value and not be too salesy. I try not to send a weekly email every week that is constantly selling something because I wouldn't like that as a user. So I kind of do a lot more alternating between really value ones with no strings attached versus salesy ones. The fastest way to have a low open rate or to lose subscribers would be to have an imbalance where you're just being too salesy all the time. But you don't want to do the other extreme either. You don't want to be constantly sending freebies every single week because then you're not really going to make any money. You're just training people to want freebies. So you can go with that 80-20 rule of sort of 80% value, 20% salesy. But if I'm being honest, I probably do more salesy than that because I do want to you know, profit from my email list and that's okay. But as long as you're not doing like multiple emails in a row that are constantly wanting sales, I think you'll be fine. Now, in terms of what to send people, freebies and blog posts, videos, tips, tricks and hacks, strategies, teaching tools and ideas, you know, those kind of things are great for the value-based stuff. Um, can give updates about you, your business, you know, personal stories and anecdotes about you and your teaching experience and your family life and all that kind of stuff. And then the salesy bit would obviously be your new products, your bestsellers, your bundles, your seasonal items and all that kind of stuff. And you can obviously create welcome sequences and get your audience to get to know you, funnels and other sequences that sort of lead to paid products. There's lots of things to learn when it comes to email marketing, but the main thing you want to do, like the best advice I can give is you just really want to make sure you're providing value and being the person someone else would want to be subscribed to, you know, kind of making their life better or easier, I suppose. I do have another tip. I do think that telling a story is really good. 
you know, like having a hook in your subject line, something that's really enticing, and then sort of starting off your email with something kind of personal, like an anecdote, a story from your teaching experience or your personal life, and then you kind of segue and connect that into your content. And I really think that builds the no like trust factor and it really increases engagement. And I have a few people that I always open emails of because I'm like, oh, what's going on in their lives? Like, what's the, the story they're going to tell me? I just I connect with them so much more. So that's definitely something I recommend. Now, the final thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, after you sort of nurtured that email list, you've been showing up and you've been providing value and all that kind of stuff. How do you actually make money from your email list? Because it's not as simple as just sending an email that says, hey, I've got a new product in my store. Like I said, you want an audience that trusts you enough to even want to open an email like that. But also just sending products in emails isn't like a magic formula for (laughs) making money. That's not always going to be as easy as it sounds. Some people really struggle. They have a big list and they just don't necessarily make money from it. So there's a few things I think will really help to making money. It definitely isn't something that's going to happen overnight. So you've got to be really, really patient, especially if you've got a very small or new email list. But here are the things I think you do need to have in place if you want to have a profitable email list. Number one is to have a decent size list. Now, I know that size isn't everything. You can make money from a small list, you know, having a couple hundred people. But the reality is you're going to make more money if you've got 2,000 people on your list versus if you've got 20 people. It's just simple maths. So it's good to focus on growing your list, not for the sake of it. And you don't want like people that aren't in your niche or whatever, but it's undoubtable that having more people on your list means you're going to have statistically more people are going to open it. And then within that, you're going to have more people that actually want to click. And it's just very hard to make a lot of money with only a really tiny amount of people. So a decent size list is important. Consistency is important. Like I mentioned, if you're going to ghost your list, they are not going to want to purchase from you. So being consistent will help you reap those rewards, showing up weekly, being in their inbox, getting to know them and them getting to know you is really great. Like I mentioned as well, value. If you're too salesy, people will lose interest. So serve your audience with that free value. And then when you want to sell something, when you have a big bundle you want to share about, people won't be as put off by it. So that value is really important there. And I think finally as well, relationships. I think if you're providing that value all the time, it builds that no like trust factor. And, you know, people get to know you when you share those personal stories and anecdotes. You know, you're like a real person. You're not just a business. People trust you. They are going to be so much more likely to buy from you. So if you're listening to this and thinking that you have a fairly decent sized list, but you just don't seem to make a lot of money, you need to be sort of asking yourself, do I have the right people on my list? You know, really people in my niche that want what I'm offering? You know, have I actually attracted the right people with my lead magnets? And then, you know, is my list actually big enough for me to even make money? You know, if you're just really, really small, don't be hard on yourself. But mostly, do the people on my list really have that no like trust factor with me? Do they really look forward to opening my emails? Do they know who I am? Do they know about me? Do they really like me as a person? Like, do they, you know, do they want to buy from me? Because it's not necessarily that your products are bad. I don't think what you're offering is bad. I think that there's more behind the scenes to the relationship and the way that you offer things usually than the actual product itself. And that's probably something to think about. I highly doubt your bundle is the problem. Although, you know, it could be, but most likely it's that people don't really trust you enough to want to click on that link and check out your bundle. So working on that is definitely important. And that just might mean focusing a little bit more on providing that value and sharing more personal things and connecting with your audience. 
before you just send them another TPT product link. I'm incredibly proud of myself. I had a lot to cover in this episode and I thought I might end up sitting here for hours talking and talking, but I've actually managed to keep it quite short and sweet. So yay. I hope though that you have found some helpful information in this episode. If you are very brand new to the world of email marketing, I'm hoping you feel like you've got a little bit more knowledge about how growing a list works and and how often you should be emailing and what kind of things you should be sending. Hoping it's given you some ideas. And of course, if you've been doing this a while and you already have a fairly thriving email list, I'm still hoping that you got a few tips from this episode or that you just even at the most basic level feel that little bit more motivated to make a new lead magnet, to send another email, to build the relationship with your subscribers, to attract the right subscribers. I'm sure there's something in here that might have resonated with you. I certainly hope so. I feel like this is a really great little summary of the episode, but super long story short I think in answer to those things we talked about in the episode like how to grow nurture and profit from your email list like here is the really basic answers how to grow your email list make a great lead magnet market it consistently on a platform that you found success on voila how to nurture your email list show up consistently send that email every dang week And finally, how to make money from your email list, like how to make it profitable. What is the situation there? How do I do that? You need to build a relationship with your subscribers, attract the right kind of people, connect with them, build that no luck trust factor. They will want to buy from you much more if they like you and trust you. So that's kind of like literally the basics of all this. And I kind of maybe I should have just made a two minute episode where I just said that. Those are kind of things I think you might already know deep down, but sometimes we just need to hear again and be reminded of because it kind of motivates us to do those really simple things. Now, I hope that you found this helpful. Like I said last episode, I have got a blog post about email marketing, so I will put a link again in the show notes to that one if you didn't check it out last time. And it shares a lot of the things I've mentioned in this episode. So you didn't take notes, you want to kind of remember what I talked about definitely check out that blog post and I will definitely put a link in the show notes to Flowdesk and that's the email service provider that I use and love. It's got these gorgeous, beautiful, very attractive looking emails and they're really easy to put together. It's quite intuitive. And like I said, if you want to go with another platform, that's fine. If there's other features you want, but a good question to ask yourself is how much are those features worth? Because if There was another platform out there that offered a really cool funneling thing that I didn't have, but they were going to charge me like a $1,000 a month for it. I'm going to be like, no, that feature isn't worth that. I keep paying $20, I think. Thank you very much. But that's totally up to you on that one. Now, the link I put in the show notes for Flowdesk is good because I think you get a free month when you first sign up for most of these platforms. So you should get that. And then with Flowdesk, it's like a 50% off kind of thing when you get a referral from someone. So you do use my link, I think you'll get a 50% off price for your first year, which is really good. So that works out like $20 a month, which is really good. But like I said, that's totally up to you. I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.